Hi, and welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. I'm Ricky. And I'm Sean. Today is May 21st. We're recording on a Saturday. Thank goodness. Yeah, it was nice. I was able to not work the full week at work and uh, actually have the weekend. So I'm ready to be recording this. I'm happy that uh, I have the opportunity. Oh, I'm happy that I'm another day. I'm almost two weeks till my vacation. Oh, nice. I know you're going to look forward to that. Yeah, we'll have some uh, reviews and some uh, uh, goings-on in Washington, D.C. and in New York, maybe. I don't know. We may not get to go to the White House because there's been a bunch of idiots roaming around the White House. People pulling guns, people lockdowns. uh, mm, I'm just ready to go on vacation. Yes. Stop messing up my vacation by being an idiot. The question is, are you going to make it to Red Bank, New Jersey? I my we are planning on on our way back from New York trying to swing through Red Bank and we're going to try to see Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash and I did find out on Google uh you can use uh either Earth or Maps and you can do a virtual tour of the secret stash and that's that's pretty fun it uh, I suggest somebody look at it sometime I'm sure the comics on the wall have changed since they took those pictures but it it's unique to see uh, there's more places that I want to do that with I just haven't been creative enough to think about which ones I want to see That's pretty awesome uh so you can like look at the comics that they have displayed on the walls and zoom in and stuff all the way from the front of the store to the back of the Holy store. You can look God. all the way around that the is ceilings. Awesome. Like he's got just neat stuff from his movies so, and other movies. So what's the, I mean, just off the top of your head, do you remember any cool comics that you've seen? You're like, wow, they have that. Oh, uh, well, I mean, not anything that stuck out. I mean, I tell you, the the comics on the wall all look the same every time. you. I've been in several, you know, in the 20s, 30s worth of comic book stores, I mean, the ones you always see, you're going to see an X-Men 101, X-Men 94, X-Men 141. You're going to see Watchmen, the original oh. Watchmen books. You're going to see just stuff like that's going to be on the wall. So, Oh, yeah. I, they all just run together for me. That's awesome. I, I'm going to have to do that after this. I'm going to hop on there and search through it. I, I love watching the show Comic Book Man and all that, so... I've been in that uh, area, just didn't get the opportunity to go over to Red Bank. So I'm hoping you get to go and uh, go in and get the experience for us. Yeah, and it looks really nice. I, I really think people should should try that one time. It's a, it's a really nice area, and the fact that we'll be so close, I don't know how we're going to keep from it. We may also go through Philadelphia, go see Lincoln Financial, and uh, I, I, I know that, that would not be a stop on your trip, but uh, oh I'll be cool for me and... Logan to take a picture outside of uh, the stadium. So, yes, yes. Um, rolling right into our stories today. Uh, where do you want to start today? Well, what what we have the biggest to talk. You know what? Forget it. The big topic. I'm going with what's going to be fun, dude. The Star Trek Beyond trailer is awesome. Yeah, I did watch the new trailer. Um, what what is your opinion on it? Before I get into it. Okay, it it looks uh, to- well. What I like about it is it's original, obviously, uh, which means JJ had full hands on, I'm sure, and it looks like a sci-fi film, you know. And when I say that, I don't mean Star Trek's not sci-fi, but when you go to watch a Star Trek movie, 
you're going to see the Star Trek universe. This almost looks takes them partly out of their comfort zone and puts them in like the real sci-fi that we're used to seeing small quick ships and battles and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I just never get the, you know, the star last starfighter feel or enemy mind feel from Star Trek. You know, I could I could watch those movies and I know that I'm getting a different sci-fi experience than I am Star Trek and this seems to lean more towards that but brings the Star Trek characters over into that world. You know, I'm glad you brought that up and and before I start talking about the trailer, that may be part of my problem. I am so used to those Star Trek is always been slow moving, nice looking, you know, spaceship porn kind of seeing the ship for the beauty that it is. Uh, the trailer looks okay. I don't have a problem with Justin Lin. I mean, the Fast and Furious movies, you know, are, are, are good movies. They're, they're superhero movies for with cars for people who really enjoy them. And I've, I've enjoyed a couple of them. And uh, I just seeing the Enterprise tore apart. You know it's going to be tore apart. You know it's going to crash again. Uh, you, it's going to be. I awesome, just think dude. that the Enterprise never really is treated. I mean, the Enterprise is a character in the story of Star Trek, right. and I don't think that trashing it every third movie so we can build another one is not? is a way to go ah i just it's <laughs> not why, why? what <laughs> that's cool it dude you don't get mad every few seasons when doctor who regenerates and the tardis changes on the inside do you no uh, yes you, that you is seriously... a huge part that oh is my, a huge that part is ridiculous that's the no, cool no 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 part. no that's the that's... Cool part that's hey. the part of being a Doctor Who fan. That's the part every Doctor Who, Who Who fan has. That one Doctor, they were like, "Forget this, I'm done." No, no, they no. Killed I'm not my talking guy. About the doctor. Oh. I'm not talking about the Doctor. I'm talking about the inside of the TARDIS. All you're talking about is the outside of the Enterprise. All I'm talking about is the inside of the TARDIS. It's the same difference. No, not really, because the whole enterprise is, is going to be destroyed. Oh, you're just you're just changing clothes with the inside of the TARDIS. I'm not married to any any set in the TARDIS. That's fine, you know. Just as long as it has the console that goes up and down and and makes the sound, I'm fine with that. Just don't change my doctor. I love. It's going to happen. I'm going to hate myself, and then I'm going to come back and warm up to the new guy. So Matt Smith's the best. That's you, uh, Tom Baker, David so, Tennant. So the Star Trek. You you have issues with it? I mean, oh, oh, are we going back to that? Okay, I can do that. I can do this. Hold I'm, on. I mean, Star Trek. You you seem to have issues with this, and I'm I'm honestly because we hadn't talked about this. I'm a little surprised. I thought you would be right there with me, just digging the fact that it's outside the comfort zone, and you're the one. Talk about role reversals. I'm the one okay with this movie outside of the comfort zone and taking new liberties, and you're the one stuck in the, here we go, my blinders are on, it better stay in this field of view. This well, is that, this is odd. This is a role reversal for us. That, that's why I prefaced it with it may be just me seeing Star Trek as that old slow, you know, views of ships, slow ships. Right. Me right. not being used to this. You know, ever since JJ came on, um, 
no, I hold on. I love the first two movies he did. I, I, I did love them. Now, they were different in the fact that uh, they've changed the feel and look of Star Trek, which has never been, never set with me, you know, it's not been my comfort. I'm out of my comfort, like you said. But this this may be, you know, a great thing. Idris Elba being the bad guy, you know, is fine. The, the, The feel of the new Star Trek is fine. I mean, I love the crew. Uh, I think everybody is spot on casting. Uh, they're doing great jobs. Carl Urban is amazing as as uh, McCoy and uh, Zachary Simon Quinto. Pegg, Simon spot. Pegg, man. Simon Pegg. Now, Simon Pegg isn't a dead-on Scotty, but... You hush fight, your mouth. Uh, yeah, let me finish. The Scotty he does is great and enjoyable, funny. It's fine. It's just a different Scotty. I'm fine with that. It's funny. It 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 is funny to hear you talk about. Man, Star Trek must be uh pretty dear to you then. Like, I mean, I like Star Trek, but if somebody said, you know, my brother and I have this argument, Star Trek, Star Wars, and I say Star Wars, I watch Star Trek movies because, you know, people watch Star Trek movies. I never seek out a Star Trek movie. I like Star Trek. I've watched them all, but I wouldn't call myself a Trekkie. And I I guess maybe that's the reason I'm okay with Liberties being taken with it. But what I liked is the... uh, Whatever was invading the ships looked like uh, an alien in a suit with a laser gun. I was like, what? This is... You know, it's just something totally not that you see every day on Star Trek. So I can understand why you'd be, you know, well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm not a Trekkie at all. I mean, I watched the original series. I watched, uh, the movies in the theater and I watched, uh, the next generation. I did not do anything with, uh, like deep space nine or enterprise or Voyager that well. I've seen some episodes. I've seen the really good ones have been recommended, but you know, I'm not, I've never considered myself a Trekkie. I've never been to any Star Trek convention. But, but, you honestly, love, but you get upset if the ship changes. Well, yeah, I have an opinion <laughs> on it, yeah. Uh, I know, I know. I'm just, I just like messing with you. Oh, uh, it's so fun. Mm, fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, let's talk about, since we're on Star Trek, let's talk about the next article that I found with Star Trek. And it is, they have released, Paramount has released the new logo for the Star Trek television series, and they released some information with it. Whenever, um, now this is just a, a YouTube video of the Star Trek logo comes up, but they have a few words that come over it. One of them is new cruise. And the speculation is that the Star Trek series that there's going to be producing is going to be an anthology series, much like um, American Horror Story or uh, those that have that change. Each season will get to see a different uh, set of stories. Crew or a different uh, planet. I love it. I love it. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, you could have you could have the crew of a ship on the first season, then the next season could be at Starfleet Academy. Next that, season could be with me. Yes. a story oh. from the Klingon point of view. It's just they could do anything with it, and I think that's a very smart move for Paramount uh, trying to launch a new series. That's and, awesome. Yeah, and this will be I haven't read this. This will be regular TV. It will be on CBS, CBS? All Access. 
uh, they will premiere the first episode on CBS proper. And then from then on, it's going to be, it's their flagship launch title for the CBS All Access. So, uh, pay to watch? Yes, that is correct. So which I am watch. not excited for, but... A- another, that's... well, you know, one, one of these days we will top, you know, uh, conquer this topic uh, properly, but... You know, in my opinion, they they can start off seven ninety nine a month, and here in the next few years, when cable is dead, and that's all there is, is a seven ninety nine a month left, then they'll go down to like two or three dollars a month, and that's where we'll put all of our money. Is we'll have fifty dollars a month. You know, the the bill may not go down, but we'll have all the subscriptions to the shows and networks that we want that that's my view short simple rusted view of you know what what the future holds for you know stuff yeah like this. but the future this right now we're in the wild west era of uh online access and and video and well, uh what, what, thing, could happen, look, what could I happen is that i want to see this but i'm not paying any more than 7.99 a month I won't pay fifteen a month for CBS. They don't have a good enough track record for me to pay more than eight dollars a month to watch Star Trek. Right, CBS is where your grandpa watches CSI or NCIS. So yes, that's that's their normal fare. Um, but that's all I have on Star Trek. So what was our main topic you wanted to bring well, up? Now on to our next topic. I had seen something on Nerdist earlier this week that said it was the the clickbait was Zack Snyder is out. And from what I understand, due to the fallout of Batman Superman, which you have a link, you weren't able to find the Nerdist. And it actually says Batman Superman fallout shakes up executive roles. Now, we've done some research and we cannot confirm or deny or whatever that Zack Snyder is totally out like i cannot find out whether he's still involved in the films in some way or gone but it looks like his role has been given to john berg and jeff johns now right and jeff johns the big story guy over at dc right so he did now you refresh my memory he did part of the flash stuff um he did a lot of the uh the flash reboot not the uh not the new 52 it was after um oh infinite crisis he did okay. uh, like uh, the green lantern reboot the flash uh the flashpoint paradox thing i, I believe that's all him which is oh, a great so, story yeah oh so he did flashpoint paradox i believe so so he should be able to pick right back up where zach screwed up in his timeline of actually trying to do flashpoint paradox while doing Batman versus Superman, while doing the death of Superman. Okay, so I understand now. God, look, he. I know, I know. We're talking about the fallout of this. I mean, John Berg, Jeff Johns, obviously are going to try to pick up and put together what he is. I don't know. Tore apart. You can't say tore apart because he didn't do nothing. But the fact that Snyder. Okay, I love Zack Snyder. He used to be. On my list of directors that have never done anything wrong. Like, I used to, I liked Zack Snyder, I liked J.J. Abrams, but 
my, I was talking to my wife about this, actually about the podcast, and she brought up a good point, and I want to get your thoughts on it. He doesn't do any good movies that aren't remakes or, you know, that, that movies that are good. Would, would you not agree that his two best grossing films are Dawn of the Dead and 300? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'd say those are, are his best films. No, I've never seen all of Dawn of the Dead. You've but, never seen? That's one of the best Dawn of the Deads, man. Oh, you've got to see that. But the movies I have enjoyed from him were 300 was uh, amazing, uh, and it's a beautiful spectacle. And Watchmen, they said it couldn't be done, and I think he did it with Watchmen. He did. Okay, I'll give you this. He did Watchmen great, but it's not an original storyline. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't direct a pretty movie, but well, now, maybe, now, maybe maybe that ain't on him. But I know that, now, that's 300 was based on a Frank Miller comic. Yes, which was based off of a movie, which was based off kind of sort of partial truth. Yeah, it was based off of the the uh, battle I mean, of the, the yeah yeah right. The, there's a historical thing, and then there was a movie back in like the seventies, late seventies. Uh, I watched it once in Iraq. Uh, uh, one of my buddies had it, and he was like, "Dude, you got to watch this movie. It's about three hundred people versus thousands." And I was like, "Okay," and we watched it. And so this three hundred is based off the Frank Miller comic, which was based off that movie. So I, I agree, but still, still not original material. He has three things that I, I know he's not the writer. I understand he's not the writer. Maybe he doesn't always pair with the best people because I liked Sucker Punch personally. To me, it's a modern day take on One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and but it did not fare well with the normal public. I think you're giving him way too much credit with that statement, but I, I can't deny that is one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. And then there's Man of Steel, and anyway, like, do you not think, maybe he needs to pair himself with better writers, or something, either way, he he's very talented, and I really like Zack, but what he did with Batman versus Superman, I have no idea. Somebody must have influenced him in the wrong direction at some point in time. Because it, it's really disappointing. Well, I, I can't be the judge of it because I haven't seen it yet. You have. I have to defer to your opinion. But <coughs> I will I will make sure you are able to see it next time I see you. Next time I see you, I'll make sure you're able to see it. Because I want to hear your opinion on this. Like, this, you're usually the, you know, we bounce the ideas off each other. And maybe you help me see a perspective I don't normally see on things. But right now... All I have is my take on Batman vs. Superman, and it's not very good. Well, speaking of Batman, uh, another Batman is making his return again to a uh, Marvel franchise. Michael Keaton is now been announced to be back into the new Spider-Man Homecoming movie, whereas earlier he was said to be out whenever they announced Robert Downey Jr. Right. Uh, being Tony Stark, but now they're saying he was back in. That's, That's awesome. I'm glad. Uh, I don't know why the, the rumor came out like, oh, you can only have one top grossing name in a movie because I think Captain America Civil War just proved that wrong. I don't know why why the, the rumor, when it came out that, you know, RDJ's in, Michael Keaton's out, I was like, why? Why would he give up his role 
just because RDJ is there. You'd think you would love it because the more people, the more money, the more money you get. Well, I mean, if if the movie's successful, if not, it's it's they they deem it a failure. Like I don't know how I don't know how with Batman vs Superman making like nine hundred million, how they deem it a failure. But I mean, I'm not saying it's a great movie, but I don't see how that kind of money can be a failure. But uh, it looks like Keaton's supposed to be playing the Vulture. That's awesome. He'll be a good Vulture. Uh, now the Vulture isn't the character I've ever really cared for. I mean, he's never I've never gravitated toward him. I I don't even know his story really. But I mean, I've seen him plenty of times, the Sinister Six and all that. I was more of a if I read a Spider-Man villain, it's more of the uh Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, Kingpin, Doctor Octopus here. kind of kind of stories. Venom exact in the Same 90s. Here. Yep. Yes. Uh never other than, you know, the the animated series of all the Spider-Man stuff. Have I ever seen the Vulture? Yeah, I just know he's some old dude. So I mean, if, if they have a good, <laughs> if they have a good take on it. I'm, I'm ready for it. So that, that's fine with me. Oh yeah, yeah. And Keaton will nail the role. Whatever you put him in, he he's seriously hands down probably one of the best. You know, in our time, he's one of the best actors out there. He's done a lot of good. Yeah, you know. After Batman, uh, I did kind of, I mean, but when Batman came out, we were both uh, young, and uh, I did like him, so I seen him in other movies after that, because I wanted to see what he was, what he did, and, and you know, because it's Batman. But of course, I ended up seeing something like Clean and Sober, which is not a children's movie. And no, it's not. <laughs> what was what was the one where he was helping the Japanese factory? Like the Jap- oh, the Japanese bought an American company yeah 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 i oh man i cannot think of it that's a great movie uh, with him in it and it'll it'll come to me or we'll use the this amazing internet to find answers also uh beetlejuice of course is one of the best michael keaton movies uh mr mom multiplicity dude, is an underrated film multiplicity is a totally underrated film thank you you beat me to it she touched was... she touched my pepe steve <laughs> she touched my pepe steve <laughs> Dude, and I love Mr. Mom. Such a good movie. But Oh man. I am Go ahead. Gung Ho. Gung Ho. Iron no, Fist. Gung Ho is the name of the Michael Keaton movie. Oh. <laughs> nice. That's it. I was already shifted gears. You you got me covered. Iron Fist. We've got more on Iron Fist, of course, not big news. Carrie Ann Moss, who played the attorney in Jessica Jones, Jerry Hoggoth is returning to uh, replies her role in Iron Fist, which I'm I'm happy to see Iron Fist. I'm ready for Luke Cage. I'm ready for Iron Fist. I'm ready for the Defenders. Let's go go go. Let's do this. I know I'm pumped for Iron Fist though. That should be really good. And I was just listening to uh, uh, Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith uh, earlier today, and Joe Casada had returned to be on there, and he was talking about it, and got me even more pumped for it. So ready. That will be awesome. So I see here you have an article that says. Captain America's Civil War has crossed the $1 billion mark? Yes, and that's an older article because I, I looked at it yesterday and it was already at one one billion Jeez. Yeah, okay, it's a monster. So realistically, realistically what, what records could we be looking at getting broke here? Um, You know, I'm not big on the records. I mean, it's like number four in all time of the Marvel movies. That ain't um, bad. But, I mean, I think it can beat Iron Man 3. I think it can go to the number 
three spot, which is ex- I, which is exciting. I mean, it's a great movie and it deserves it. It's I'm ready to call it's the best one, best Marvel movie so far, and right behind it, Winter Soldier. Oh, I, I believe you 100. percent And uh, all right, the the Winter Soldier is an excellent movie, but the only thing it lacks is when I walked out of the theater, I didn't feel like I was. 15 again walking out of the comic book store like I did with the Avengers, you know. Well, here's the thing though, that movie isn't isn't that. It is how that feeling after you walk out of Empire Strikes Back. Cuz I mean, that's exactly what that movie is. I mean, it, it ends at, at, right. to to quote a certain Kevin Smith character, it ends on a down note. Yes. Yes. I agree. Okay. I agree. Totally. Yeah, and I I, I wish Civil War the best. I hope it uh, carries over. But speaking of Marvel movies, and speaking of records, which makes me think of Star Wars, did you see that Finn could be in the Black Panther movie? I did. Uh, John Boyega being part of that cast would be be exciting. I mean, um, Black Panther is shaping up to be one, possibly, the next best Marvel movie. Uh, You know, uh, Chewie to tell... Not Chewie Tell Edge Four. That's Doctor Strange. What's what's his name? What's the Black Panther's name? It's uh, uh, Ch- Chadwick Boseman. That's what Chadwick it is. Boseman. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. I mean, his performance in Civil War was amazing, and I'm ready for a Black Panther movie. I'm ready to see just the the sexy badassness of uh, just his bodyguard that was fixed to take on the Black Widow. I was ready to see that. Dude, that'll be a throwdown. I hope we get to see something like that. But here's the question: uh, Civil War spoilers ends with Black with Captain America and the Winter Soldier in Wakanda. Is right. Captain America going to be in Black Panther? Oh, dude, that would be so awesome! Yes, uh, I mean, my guess is no. My guess is no, because, well, I say my guess is no. <gasps> yeah, I, I'll say no. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say they're gonna give the man his due, and he's gonna have a solid solo story. Uh, that that's not including Finn. If John Boyega's in there, or you know who, I I don't know Black Panther comic well enough to be able to even guess at what kind of role he would take. I'd seen several suggestions that he has a, a bodyguard that's like his right-hand man. I couldn't even pronounce the name of the character, really, <laughs> so I don't even want to venture to guess it, but it looked awesome. Like uh, The thought that he could pull off being on Star Wars and make his way into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you you just crossed everything off your bucket list, man. You are set. Like, you are king of the nerds. Yeah, and uh, now you got to remember, Spider-Man is going to be a, a great movie in itself. They still put Robert Downey Jr. in it. I, I can see them easily putting the Black Panther, putting Captain America in the Black Panther movie. Ah, oh, you bring up a good point, man. You are right, and that would be that would be kind of like fair, you know. Well, RDJ gets to be in the Spider-Man film. Well, okay, Chris Evans gets to be in the Black Panther film. That way, Cap and Iron Man keep their equal screen time. Now, I did see the Beauty and the Beast trailer came out today, uh, the live-action Disney movie, which reminds me, uh, I see Ron Perlman on my notes. What's this about? Have you not heard? No. 
Okay. So at the end of Deadpool, you know, he's talking about Cable will be in the next movie. Uh-huh. Right? And uh, everybody said Stephen Lang. And well, I was I will still champion Stephen Lang. That's okay. A... But I'm taking on this the internet in all of its awesomeness started taking pictures of Clay from Sons of Anarchy, Ron Perlman's character, mm-hmm. and then beefing him up like Cable. And then, from what we understand, he wants to play Cable. Once they started jumping on this, I don't know if he openly said, I want to be Cable, or whether the internet suggested it and then he jumped on the bandwagon. But either way, you need to look up some of these pictures. Ron Perlman looks awesome as Cable. And I would totally endorse that over Stephen Lang because Ron Perlman is an awesome actor, man. And if you've never seen Sons of Anarchy, check it out. You will love to hate Clay. I may do that. But uh, before we get off of Marvel here, let's the biggest news we have, Thor Ragnarok adds a couple of names to its list. And they're big ones. We've got uh, Jeff Goldblum, Kate Blanchett, Carl Urban, and Tessa Thompson. And the one I am most excited for on this list is Carl Urban's character because with these announcements, they also announced who these people are playing. I know, I know, it's gonna be awesome. Now, do I'm you? Just so pumped. So we have uh, Jeff Goldblum who is playing the Grandmaster, one of the um, or the Games Master. Where's his name at there? Grandmaster. 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 Yeah, he's one of yeah. the Eternals, like uh, Benicio del Toro. You saw in right. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And uh, Kate Blanchett is playing Hela, who, oddly enough, is uh, in the lore Loki's daughter. Um, Carl Urban, well, let's skip him real quick. Tessa Thompson is playing Valkyrie, yes. Brunhilde. Carl Urban is playing S- uh, Scourge the Executioner. And do you know who that is? I do not. Well, there was this character, uh, Scourge, who uh, he was the Executioner. He was a lackey for the Enchantress forever. He was a uh, just a small-time bad guy of Thor. I mean, he was the muscle that the Enchantress would uh, use to fight Thor in some of her plans. And when Walter Simonson took over the run of Thor, he made Scourge um, a great character. He made him uh, aware of... You know, he is a Asgardian. Right. And as such, the Asgardians their heaven is uh, Valhalla, where they they will battle forever and be resurrected again every day. Scourge knew he was not going to get there. He was not a great warrior. He had done nothing in his life. You know, he he was going to die, you know, unsung and all this kind of thing. So there was a story where him, he was helping Thor and some other people leave hell, uh, where Hela was guarding. Right. And he... (laughs) held the line so the others could escape and died in a glorious battle. I am hoping that that is the story they... I mean, I don't see how they do not avoid that story with him being in there because that's the one thing he did and it's an amazing story and it's an amazing moment in that comic and I would love to see that on screen. That sounds awesome. Like... The fact that well, when you were describing the story, I was like, this is a pretty good story. And then the thought of it actually being on screen sounds awesome. But, dude, Jeff Goldblum. I, I'm about Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum? 
I love Jeff Goldblum. It, it's 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 chaos. Uh, water water going down a uh, uh, the same way. And, uh, it's chaos. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can not see him being that guy. Uh, but I'll give see, it a they, shot. I'm fine with oh, that. Oh, you 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 want him to go? Uh, Brindlefly. <laughs> Brindlefly. But also now let's talk about Hella because that is very interesting. Kate Blanchett, who of course played uh, what was her name in Lord of the Rings. Um, Creepy the, chick. The Elven Queen. Oh, she was yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. in that. Her being Hella. It will, is this going to be awesome? It, it's going to be amazing because she is basically, you know, uh, the, the Norse mythology doesn't exactly work the same way as any Judeo-Christian or something like that. There's not really... Uh, there is a there is a big evil bad devil kind of guy, but he's he's not really involved in a lot of the story. Hela is the guardian of hell, kind of like Hades is in Roman mythology or Greek right. mythology, and like Loki isn't evil; he's just mischievous. Yeah, so, he, I mean, he's the mischief maker. But yeah. she now Hela does have her own agendas, and she's been part of a, a part of many a great story in the Thor comics. So, so I'm is really she going to be a part of the Infinity Stones? I, I don't know how they're going to link them in, in in this one. I'm sure they will be related because, of course, Ragnarok is the, the Twilight of the Gods, the ending of all things. So right. uh, Thor will probably be trying to prevent that, I would hope. And I with, hope his, so. with his uh, buddy cop uh, Hulk going around with him. Oh, so, so you think they'll be prepared <coughs> in this one? Yeah, I think they've stated as such that the the Hulk is it's going to be like Midnight Run except for through the nine realms. Oh my goodness, this is going to be an amazing movie. The third. Think Dude, about I- this. We're we're excited for the third outing of Thor. Where we we the most amazing movie we've ever seen is the third outing of Captain America. Come on, what is going on here? I know, I know, dude. It's an amazing time to be a nerd. I love it. I love it. It's a great, it's a great thing. Now, what is <laughs> DC Talk? Well, DC Talk, I wanted to bring up, you know, Comics, what... not the Christian rap. Yeah, not that guy. I didn't want to talk about that guy. Uh, you know, we're we're a little Marvel heavy on this uh, podcast, and I yeah. was wanting to talk well, to you. Than, hey, wait, wait. We do our fair share of DC bashing, man. You mean Marvel bashing? <laughs> No, no, no. DC bashing. We, we we try to, every week, we give you positive Marvel, Marvel stuff and negative DC stuff. We will do our best. Wait, no. I like all stuff. Right, and what, what I was going to say was, um, what has been your experience with DC Comics, you know, as a child and through now, and, you know, some of your favorite stuff? You know, oh, where, I, where do you land on the DC just comics? Well, uh, Okay, when it comes to DC, around a little before I was into comics, what would I guess? Maybe a year or so before the death of Superman. And so I had a good year's worth of stuff under my belt when that started. And the lady at the comic book store where I would frequent had told me, she's like, hey, are, are you going to want the entire run, all the add-ons and all this stuff of the death of Superman? And she was really smart, and I told her, yeah, and she helped me piece together what I needed and all this. And so reading the death of Superman from all the angles is probably the most DC I ever read, really. 
I read graphic novels from Batman, but as far as a comic book series that I followed weekend that I would go every, you know, Wednesday and pick up that comic, no. Just the entire run of Death of Superman and everything leading up to it, Doomsday Fight. Uh, I have doubles of all of it. Okay. Well, I mean, like, um, my my interest in DC was uh, whenever I was really young, they still had Super Friends was on, and that was that was something I looked forward to every week on on TV. Uh, comics, I was always I was always more Marvel because you know, Dadgummit, all the Marvel stuff just always looked better to me. The Ghost Rider covers and you know all that kind of thing. But now. Not to say DC did not have a lot of great things. You know, I, I discovered uh, Watchmen way late, uh, and that is a really great comic that should be in everybody's collection. Um, oh, yeah. The uh, the series Kingdom Come is is drawn by, or uh, painted by Alex Ross, and is one of the best things I've ever read. If, if you have not read Kingdom Come, I do suggest you find that. I think I, think I have. Have you not let me borrow this? Uh, possibly, I think I think I have let you borrow. You, it. you have it in a trade paperback, uh, paperback mm-hmm. don't you? You have it in a trade paperback, don't you? Yes, I think and, you've let me borrow it. I think. Oh, and I agree, it was good, good. And I, and I do have the original four issues of that also. Um, as for collecting a, a running series, I did a lot of. I uh, followed more artists on those books, like when Jim Lee uh, started with DC. I, I did collect a few of his Superman and and really? ba- Batman. Wait, wait. there's there's Jim Lee Supermans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I may have. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I, that's awesome. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, would, currently Jim Lee is one of the big wigs at uh, DC right now. Put Jim Lee in charge of something. It'll win. The man's the man's awesome. Uh, Jim Lee's one of my favorites. Yeah, Jim Lee's been in charge for DC for uh, a little while now. Not, I mean, he's not the head man, but he's one of the higher ups. So, put him in charge of a movie. Yeah, and he's always been a great artist. Uh, you know, those all those guys that left uh, to form Image when they were all working at Marvel and DC. Those were some Image. my favorite. Woo. <sighs> I will not be calling out Image here. I'm very sorry. Image Comics sucks. Thank you. No. Uh, Continue your. Image point. Comics is the worst thing that happened to the comic books industry. I said it. There it is. Just because you say it doesn't make it true. Some of us, some of us have all the one through fives of the entire Image run. Yeah, and look them up. They're all worth five cents a piece. So one day they'll be worth fifty. Then the joke will be on you. They're all worth <laughs> ten times more. Fifty cents a piece. I'm very sorry, Sean. Boom. That's right. But uh, DC, you know, Superman. I've I watched the stuff when I was younger and got it then. Nowadays, uh, Superman doesn't do it for me. Batman is probably the closest to a Marvel guy, and I mean the the imagery of Batman has always been an eye eye grabber. And if I'm watching, if, if I'm involved in Batman, honestly, when I'm younger, it's Fox animated series, Batman the animated series, that, which that's what 1994, which was amazing. I mean, I've, I've watched oh, a few incredible. episodes of that the other day. Yeah, that that is one of the reasons I started. I did read some Batman 
just due to those. Like, I knew there were comics that they couldn't write about on that show, and I purposely went to, well, you know, Paper Chase Comics uh, back home, and I would ask her, hey, what, what stories do I need to read that are like this show? And she would show me the ones that I need to read. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've done great things. I mean, the, DC is in no small part part of the reason comics are so successful. You know, the the, the death of Robin... Uh, Ooh, you know yeah. those. Ooh, they they've done so, they've had some seminal moments in comics <laughs> history, and and I don't want to take that away from them at all. But I'm saying, the movies and the media guys get it together. Flash is the only thing they've done right in the past decade. Right. I just thought of a good point or a good good thing. Why is it that DC can put out the hands down best animated movies? DC movies in the animated are amazing. And Marvel kills it on the big screen. But Marvel's small screen stuff, they're animated. It's not that great. It's Uh, not that captivating. I I don't know what people are, you know, I don't see much difference. I mean, Flashpoint Paradox is a really good series, but so was uh, the Hulk versus shorts. I really liked. All-Star Superman, Red Hood. Uh, Justice League Unlimited. Uh, dude, th- there's so the many. Net, I... The Young Avengers they put out, the Ultimates, all that stuff is 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 good. I don't know. Yeah, but, I don't yeah, see why. Still, still, DC has Teen Titans. You have Young Justice, which is Young Justice is amazing. I understand that. I'm just saying that DC has done it right with the animated series, way better than. Well, except you know for whenever they, you, you except for what? whenever they killed one of their most successful animated series, Young Justice, just because they couldn't sell toys for it, they need shamed for that. Young Justice was a great, great series that should have five or six seasons, and they killed it after two because oh, we're not selling any toys. We don't need this. This is true. This is true. I, I will definitely shame them for that. Maybe you're right, but you know. DC has Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy. Well, that that doesn't that doesn't save everything. That's just a couple of there's a it, couple it, of diamonds it, it in in the piece of, of in the piece of shit laying on the ground. There's a couple of diamonds there. Clean those off. Go give them to Marvel or something. And do something with them because DC no, no, is no, that's Batman. That's Batman and the Joker. You don't mess with them. <laughs> you don't mess with Batman and the Joker. You leave them be. Okay, okay, right, we can. Ramble on all day. Now, I am not caught up on something. You are caught up on something. Give me a week, and I believe somehow we have spoken to some of our friends that have listened to this podcast and perhaps start doing a Game of Thrones segment, correct? Yeah, I, I would like to. I've had a couple of people asking me for it, um, and of course... I, I, I'm not going to tell somebody or, or expect somebody to go out and pay for a service and, and catch up, you know, but I know, but I can get it. You know, this, that's fine. Let me, let me give me a week and soon we will say starting soon that that'll give me a nice open window to do this soon. When I'm caught up, we will have a game of Thrones discussion. Perhaps we could have a game of Thrones episode to play catch-up for season six, correct? Season six, six, yes. Is that what season we're on? 
Yes. Season six. Okay. So, with that being said, and us getting ready to start that, do you have anything else for today? Um, I am debating the preacher premiered on AMC. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I do want to do a review of that first episode. And depending on that, we may have episode reviews of that coming up. So, I've heard it's really good. It's it's awesome. produced by Seth Rogen. I mean, which okay. sounds really weird, but he has he has complete and other fanboyness for this comic. And of course, this is a DC Vertigo based property, much like uh, Constantine, or w- which was Hellblazer in the comics. Uh, which was on NBC for a season. Preacher is, is along those same lines being Vertigo. It's very hardcore, very not nice to uh, certain parties, and it's supposed to be it's supposed to be really good. So I'm I'm going to definitely review that first episode, and and if you if you watch it too, we can both hit it. Uh, but we may do a weekly yeah, thing yeah, on that. I'll do my best to get it. That sounds great. Sounds interesting. I know nothing of the preacher, and Seth Rogen's pretty weird, so we'll see how that turns out. Okay. Well, that's all I have for this week. And that's all I have. So thank you for listening. Please check us out on Twitter at Not So Southern Gentlemen. That's Not So Southern G's. Send us an email, not so southern gentlemen at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, not so southern gentlemen. This could go on and on. By the way, we have this and this. No, uh, that's all we have right now. Please keep listening. Send us an email. Send us a tweet. You know, whatever. Just let us know you're listening. Uh, we are fully active. Honest to God, I promise you. Look it up on iTunes, look it up on Google Play, look it up on SoundCloud. We are on all three of those right now. You can pull it up, and if you're listening to this already, then tell a friend. Tell a friend to listen to it. Anyway, we would appreciate it. Any feedback you have, send it to us. And we are out. That's it. That's it.